When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow was carted off the practice field today after what appeared to be a non-contact injury to his lower right leg. Today, he goes down with what Zach Taylor is now saying is a calf issue, which would be the best-case scenario. Obviously, some concern. Coach Zach talks about calf. At this point, it's just pure speculation. The one thing that you don't want is obviously an Achilles or anything like that, and you know, for him to have to sit out another year. Alongside Randy Scott, I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And you can always connect with us via social media. You can find me at M. Smallman and Randy Scott at Randy Scott ESPN. Randy, are you laughing over there? What's I'm going laughing. on? Sorry, Eric's playing this instrumental of Lizzo coming in. And it, all you hear is like the, what do you call that? Like the false false tone, the off tone in the back. We're like, it sounds like a bag of cats being swung against the wall. It's so terrible. Um, it, yeah, it kind of sounds like a pan flute almost. <laughs> yes, you know what a I mean? pan, a pan flute, yes. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I like do. in the Justin Bieber song that has the pan flute in it. What What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The pan flute, yeah, underrated. Know, know, you know what? When you throw that in a song, it likely hits. Are you a Lizzo guy? Uh, I mean, I know I know the ones that are on the radio. That's about it. I think she, I think like... I think, I think she's, she's awesome. insanely talented. Like you play a fl- anybody can play a flute or like right. a presidential flute from two hundred years ago. Like I'm here for it. That's fine. I think it's great. That might have been a live performance and making fun of it. So yeah, <laughs> was that her flute? Was that her playing the flute? <laughs> no, it was know. not. No, that's like an off. It's like an off key right. piano. It's like that's it's What's exactly thing what it sounds like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just loop it. Just play it in the background. It's fine. We're fine. Okay. Well, we've officially entered the Randy Scott Hour. For those who don't know what the Randy Scott Hour is, the final hour of the show is dubbed the Randy Scott Hour because our guy here, he gets in super early. He has a heck of a commute. He he gets to Bristol. He does Sports Center. Then he hangs out all day with us. So by the time we get to the final hour of the show, you kind of don't know what's going to happen with Randy Scott. So buckle up because we're about to have some fun in the Randy Scott Hour. But you know who's not having fun, Randy? Cincinnati Bengals fans, because we got some breaking news today about their franchise, their quarterback, Joe Burrow. He was carted off of the practice field today with a calf injury. We watched the video. Burrow was rolling to his right during drills. He had a sleeve on that right calf. He pulls up short. It's a non-contact injury. You see him hopping around on that left leg he sits down the training staff rushes over he's carted off the field and his head coach zach taylor tells reporters that the early assessment is that joe burrow is dealing with a calf strain your reaction randy i was i was was looking at the soundbite part of playing football on campus the guys are physical yeah go ahead fire yeah go ahead yeah 
this is football. Guys go down with an injury that maybe is a day thing. Who knows? Um, so we, we don't we don't message the team after every single person goes down. There's, there's a lot of guys that had soreness today um, that have that reps cut down a little bit. So that's just part of playing football. In okay, so I went and I looked at the weather in Cincinnati. Okay. We're talking about 95 degrees with, I think, 70-some-odd percent humidity. So there's a you know excessive heat warning. Like if you're sure. in Cincinnati and you got your cell phone out, you're going to get one of those alerts that basically tells you to get inside and hydrate. It's one of those days, and it's not quite dog days at camp. We heard Chris Canty say that, but it is a time where guys are pushing themselves. They're out there, and it's it's scary from a from just a foot. I'm not a Bengals fan at all, but just from a football fan perspective, because right. he is one of these young talent quarterbacks, one of these guys who's taken the mantle and taken the checkbook uh, from the retiring you know generation of quarterback, and it just. The AFC as a as a as a whole has such good quarterback talent, Herbert, Mahomes, and obviously Burroughs in that discussion, Tua down in Miami. Like you just at Lamar Jackson, you want everybody to be healthy so they can sort of all these top five debates that we have, they can settle it over the course of eighteen weeks. Football is better with Joe Burrow. I am not mm-hmm. a Bengals fan either, but I am a Joe Burrow fan, a big one, because I love watching this guy play. I love watching him compete. He is one of the faces of the NFL right now. And this season will not be as exciting as it can be or as competitive as it can be if the Bengals do not have Joe Burrow. And thankfully, it feels as if this is something that will will be minor. We have our fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But why don't we bring in an expert to talk about this type of injury? We have our ESPN injury analyst, Stefania Bell, who joins us now. And Stefania, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow, he's carted off the practice field with a calf injury today. His head coach, Zach Taylor, saying that he's dealing with a calf strain. Tell us about this injury. How long is the timetable? for an injury like this? Well, you really need to get um, specifics on the degree of injury when you start talking timetables. And that's something we just can't tell from a distance. Now, I've seen the video of when Joe Burrow injured himself during that practice drill, and he immediately pulled up his leg and was hopping on his left leg, uh, the right being the one that he appeared to strain. So it, it would suggest that, you know, he definitely felt a pretty good pull there. Um, but these things can range from days, five to seven days for a mild injury to multiple weeks if it's something more severe. So uh, we, we should learn that as time evolves, but it really depends on the degree of the strain. So it being the right leg, Stefania, given what we know about you know Joe Burrow being right-handed and Joe Burrow's throwing motion and the step and all of it, where specifically would he feel it if he does try to either play or practice through it or comes back too soon or whatever it is? You know, like where is it going to affect him as he tries to do his job? It's a great question because it's nuanced. Uh, the answer is not as automatic as people would like to think because you have two muscles in your calf, actually. And it depends, you know, did you injure it down in the lower portion near where the tendon is? Is it something up higher, deep in the belly of the muscle? Um, the interesting thing about calf strains is that guys will often feel better quickly. You know, the initial pain from the pull tends to resolve fairly quickly if it's not uh, a full, complete tear. But when they try to push off hard, so when they're going to a sprint, for example, when they push transition directions, push off into a run, sometimes for a deep throw, um, if you're doing, you know, a push with that leg, in his case, it would be the right leg, getting a lot of drive from that right leg. 
uh, they'll feel it there. But typically it's when they try to accelerate that then even if it feels good walking around, they know it's still not quite right. And the other thing is these are easily aggravated. So with it being so early, with it being just days into training camp, I would expect the team to take every precaution and maybe even bring them back a little bit slower, even if it is a mild injury, because you just don't want to see it, number one, lingering, and number two, being a recurring issue that happens later in the season. One more thing I want to mention, extreme heat sets you up for soft tissue injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. Dehydration can be a contributing factor. So it'll be interesting to watch as these uh, training camps go because these kind of soft tissue injuries are a potential side effect from all the heat we're seeing. A very good note there from our ESPN injury analyst, Stefania Bell. Last thing for you, Stefania, what does the uh, recovery process look like for a calf strain? What sort of treatments will Joe Burrow have to undergo? Oh, it's, it's really um, pretty generic soft tissue treatment, doing things to try to aid the soft tissue in healing. And again, that goes back to the degree of injury. If there are a lot of modalities uh, that we use these days between electrical stimulation and infrared light treatments, um, sometimes blood flow restriction therapy. It really depends on what the staff feels is appropriate. And um, sometimes it's just uh, exercise and rest. You know, you're not doing much in the way of modalities. So again, it, it all goes back to the degree of injury and what they have them do. But then the key is after you get through the initial soft tissue healing response, getting you back into activities that will prepare you to go towards football. So progressively strengthening that muscle and trying to push you towards running and acceleration uh, without the risk of re-injury. Great insight from Stefania Bell about calf strains. That's the injury that Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow suffered today during practice. Stefania, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And Randy Scott, Michelle Smallman with you here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. And Randy, outside of thinking about Joe Burrow's health, thinking about what he means to the Bengals, what this means for the team and the division moving forward, you also have to wonder about that contract because after Justin Herbert and the Chargers agreed to a five-year extension worth $262.5 million earlier this week, we all knew Joe Burrow was next in line. He's the next man up to get paid. So I'm wondering what this injury might mean for his contract. Let's hear from our ESPN NFL insider, Adam Schefter. The backdrop to all this, of course, Mm. is that Joe Burrow is on the verge of becoming the highest paid player in NFL history. At some point, the two sides are going to try to get that deal done. And you have to wonder now, with Joe Burrow's agent also representing Nick Bosa, who didn't even show to the 49ers training camp and won't show until he gets a new contract, if we won't see Joe Burrow back on a practice field again until he does become the highest paid player in NFL history. But for now, it looks like a calf injury. Calf injuries usually sideline players multiple weeks, but mixed in with the backdrop of his unsettled contract situation, you have to wonder if we'll see Burrow again before his name gets signed. Interesting note there, Randy, from Adam Schefter, because we knew that this deal was being discussed. Joe Burrow saying it's going to get done when it gets done. We all kind of expected that it would happen at some point this summer. But now, with his health is in question, that's a very interesting comment from Adam Schefter about Joe Burrow and his representation maybe encouraging not to go back until the deal is signed. So if you're Joe Burrow's agent, you got a 26-year-old quarterback client here. If you're Brian A. Rolt. Um, who reps him? Uh, you got a a quarterback who's had what an appendix issue last year, 
who's had a knee issue the year before, still dragged the team to the Super Bowl, and now who's got a calf strain. And you've seen the quarterback market repeatedly reset itself, and your client is next in line. You're not letting him get back on that field at all. And the bar right now is five years, $262.5 million with how much of that? hundred How much of that's guaranteed? 218 of that is guaranteed. And that's where you start. That's where the conversation starts. Because your client has been to a Super Bowl. Your client has won a playoff game. Your client has done all of these things and you know formed this collegiate chemistry with Jamar Chase that continues to at the NFL level. Like That's where the conversation starts. Yeah, hey, just calf strain. Paul Brown family, that's all it is. <laughs> Here, where's your number? Slide it across the table. You know, it becomes... Ben Affleck in uh, Goodwill Hunting retainer. I think that's <laughs> that's where we're starting, and that's the that's what's best. Honestly, it's best for the team as well. You don't want to go into uh, you know go into your go into week one not knowing if you even need QB two to be ready. You know what I mean? Right. Your quarterback's going to play looser, freer, more confident with this contract signed. And you know you're going to pay him. So why would you want to wait? You know that that they've been in discussions. You know that if this is what Justin Herbert got, Joe Burrow's going to get north of that. Of course he is. He has had more success than Justin Herbert, and he is the franchise. They have a lot of great players on that team. Your success starts and ends with Joe Burrow. He elevated your franchise to a level it had not been. He is everything to you. You know you're going to pay him. If I was the team, I'm with you, Randy. I would just want to get it out of the way. I wouldn't want it to have to be a question anymore. I would just want it to get done so that my quarterback has peace of mind heading into this season. The I'll tell you this. This is I'm, I'm not trying to create a straw man argument here, but the Bengals are the last place team in this division if Joe Burrow misses six or more games. I think the Browns are, are better. I don't think that's the same Deshaun Watson that we're going to see this season. I think the Ravens are better. I think the Steelers are better. I think the Bengals are in last place if he misses six weeks. And one way to guarantee that your quarterback, uh, I don't want to say milks an injury, but nurses it a little bit more, mm-hmm. is to not pay him and make him feel like he's risking his financial future and his family's financial future and generational wealth every time he steps on the field because you messed around and didn't sign him. Because, Michelle, do you know what his contract would be if they'd signed him months ago before Justin Herbert? They, they, they've had a window to sign him now for a while. If they'd signed him before Herbert, the number is less than five years and $262.5 million. They're bidding against themselves. Yeah, but you also know if you're Joe Burrow and his representation that there's no way you're signing before Justin Herbert because you yeah. have the upper hand. Yeah. You know whatever he commands, you're you're north of that. You've got more than that. So they're in a Joe Burrow's in the driver's seat here. He's in a comfortable position, and hopefully that injury is nothing too severe. He's Randy Scott. I'm Michelle Smallman. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat. ATV and more, all your protection in one place. You can bundle and save at progressive.com. What a beat on a pre-kend. Let's talk about Sean Payton and the Broncos. He had some words for Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets. He did not hold back in an interview with USA Today Sports. He he criticized Nathaniel Hackett. He said that the coaching job that he did in 2022 with the Broncos was one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL, and that there's 20 dirty hands around 
uh, Russell Wilson and his career worst season. Here's exactly one of the quotes Randy Scott. He said, and this is Sean Payton to USA Today. I'm going to be pissed off if this is not a playoff team. There's so much dirt around that. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall, shoot, they couldn't get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. It doesn't happen often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that happened here. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much bleeping time, and mm-hmm. a little expletive there, mm-hmm. trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp and circumstance, marching people around and all that stuff. We're not going to do any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks, all of it. I can see it coming. He did not hold back. He not only points out the mess that Nathaniel Hackett left in Denver, Mm -hmm. says that it was not Russell Wilson's fault, but he says, look at the Jets. They're going to have the same problems this year. What's your reaction to this, Randy? I mean, he he went in. He went he back. Going. He went back to the year two thousand. Year two thousand. <laughs> and and he, he talks about being on the Giants staff and seeing what the what Washington did and how Washington won the offseason because they brought in Deion Sanders and Bruce Smith and whatever else. And he goes, and that team won eight games. So like, this is a long time coming. It's a it's a it's a big sample size for Sean Payton. I was struck by a couple of things. I was struck by how easy it is, and I'm going to say this as a dad here. Uh, Somewhere along the line, dads have become punchlines. I don't know if it's Hollywood to blame. I don't know if it's uh, sitcoms or the Phil Dunphyism of dads, but dads are the hapless losers, the hapless cringe factories. They are like kids are allowed to make fun of dad. They're allowed to hit dad. Like there's no fear of dad anymore. It just it doesn't exist. Nathaniel Hackett is dad. Everyone is allowed to take a shot at Nathaniel Hackett. Everyone is allowed to call into question his coaching competency and acumen from last season. Nathaniel Hackett is a punching bag, and now apparently for other coaches. Okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is Nathaniel Hackett's Julie Bowen from Modern Family. That's my point. Okay, Phil Dunphy is Nathaniel Hackett. Julie Bowen is Aaron Rodgers, the only one who believes in him. Okay, because everyone everyone else takes shots. Ed O'Neill is Sean Payton. That's what this is. Sean Payton says Nathaniel Hackett did such a bad job. This team was a laughingstock a year ago. It's not my quarterback's fault. Okay, we'll see. Because what you're doing, Sean Payton, is putting your own reputation out there as well as the reputation of your quarterback. You're making this season, which was already pressure-packed for Mr. Unlimited, and you are ratcheting it up because you're drawing it in under a microscope and into a spotlight. I love the Randy Scott hour. You never know where we're going to go. I also think it's interesting that he talks about the PR, the pomp and circumstance. He talk he talks about Nathaniel Hackett allowing Russell Wilson's personal quarterbacks coach into the team building. And he says that wasn't Wilson's fault. That's the parents who allowed it. But what are you talking? The PR, the pomp and circumstance, that's your quarterback, man. That is Russell Wilson. He is the personification of PR and pomp and circumstance. Yes. And why is he putting the organization and Nathaniel Hackett in a position to have to parent him? Why is he asking for all of this preferential treatment? Why isn't he coming in and saying, I, I'm going to trust you as the coach and, and I'm going to fall into line? Why does he need the office and all of this stuff? I think while trying to 
protect Russell Wilson and deflect the blame from Russell Wilson. He also gave us a glimpse into why Russell Wilson hasn't been working out in Denver so far. And I think a lot of this is on Russell Wilson to fall in line with Sean Payton because he's very publicly saying this was not Russell Wilson's fault and I'm not playing these games. I'm going to be the parent in the room. I'm the one that's taking away all of the privileges. I think this is a playoff team. The excuses are out the window. If Russell Wilson does not have a bounce back season, we are not going to point the finger at Sean Payton, Randy Scott. It's going to be a clear indictment of Russell Wilson. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think Mr. Unlimited is limited, but I, I agree with Peyton. <laughs> I agree with Peyton when he says he didn't just lose it. Okay. It didn't just yeah. flip. He's a talented. He guy. still has plenty left. Yeah. He's Randy Scott. I'm Michelle Smallman. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. And coming up next, are the Angels making a mistake by holding on to Shohei Otani? We'll discuss it next, so keep it here on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Breaking news. Shohei Otani not going anywhere. The Angels and pulling Otani off the trade market. I think it'll probably be a combination of the team having won six of its last seven games. But I think ultimately it's the fact that they want to make the playoffs this year. Shohei Otani is indeed the man. I don't know how else you would describe him, Randy Scott. Unicorn, generational player. Yeah. But you can't deny that he is the man. He is absolutely the man. He is Randy Scott. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And the MLB trade deadline is next week, but the biggest name out there taken off the table. We welcome in USA Today MLB columnist Bob Nightingale to the show. And Bob, thanks so much for the time. And the Angels, they've decided not to deal Shohei Otani. They're not only going to make a push for the playoffs this season, but they hope to retain him long term. When you look at the Angels' decision here, was this the best move for the franchise long term? Oh, absolutely. You know, I was talking to the, uh, you know, Arnie Marino, the owner of the Angels in Cooperstown over the weekend. 
you know, the GM, Perry Manasian, he said a month ago he's not trading Otani. Nobody wanted to believe him. And uh, remember now, Otani makes his franchise a lot of money. He makes that franchise about $20 million a year off the field. So you trade him, you know, it goes about $8 million right there, along with the drop in uh, attendance and everything else. So he's never going to be made available. And, you know, like you said, Michelle, they want to resign him. And if they trade him, it had zero chance to resign him. Now they got a, you know, their best chance is that they make the playoffs, at least a playoff push, and showing, uh, you know, showing Otani that, okay, you know, we're uh, we're on the threshold here of uh, uh, being a contender. You know, please, please stay. Bob, uh, we were talking. I we had Buster only on SportsCenter AM earlier, and, and he was like, "This is just such a colossal risk." And I, I was asking him to kind of quantify, it, and he said, "Well, you know, the prospects are good, and this could just." It could just blow up. Like what they could have gotten uh, for Otani at this point in this final season of his, at least final season guaranteed. It's just the, the combination of factors here really could blow up in their faces. What's the worst case scenario for the Angels here in terms of the the blast radius of these moves? I mean, the worst case scenario is they don't make the playoffs and Otani leaves, and you get a draft pick. But you know, I mean, what? There's no uh, no team is going to give any prospects or players, uh, you know, for Otani. You know, no, the, uh, yeah, the Yankees like Otani. I mean, what's the equal value? Getting Aaron Judge? I mean, it was, just wasn't going to work. Uh, you're talking about a whole lot of money they would lose if they trade Otani, much less the fan base and everything else. I think it's the only decision, you know, they can make. And I love the fact they doubled down and said, not only we, uh, you know, not only is off the books, like we said, but, you know, we're going to uh, grab a, a couple pitchers from the Chicago White Sox, including Giolito, one of the best stars available, and really try to go after this thing. We're speaking with USA Today baseball columnist Bob Nightingale on Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. And, uh, Bob, now that the Angels have gone out there, not only retained Shohei Otani, but made moves, they, they acquired Lucas Giolito, as you mentioned. What other teams do you expect to be really active as we get closer to the trade deadline next week? Well, the two teams I think would be most active is our most aggressive Texas Rangers, you know, are, uh, you know, sitting in first place in American League West. I don't think anybody expected them to make this, you know, big a push. And they spent a lot of money in free agency. And, uh, you know, they really want to uh, get after this thing this year. And the other teams are Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, they were sitting in first place, you know, all year long, historic, great start, and been, you know, under 500 for two months now. So I think they need to uh, be aggressive just to get things back and make sure to make the playoffs. Because I think they think this is the best, you know, best team they've ever had in Tampa Bay history. And the Rangers are, you know, built to win right now and uh, keep on going. They see a window here and they, they think that, you know, they make the playoffs and uh, they got a chance to go as deep as anybody. Uh, whether it's it's Mike Trout out in in Los Angeles, whether it's Aaron Judge perhaps in New York, I know Altuve and and uh, Jordan Alvarez came back for the Astros. Sometimes I guess it doesn't have to be a trade deadline acquisition; it could just be somebody coming back to the lineup. Who do you think is going to be the most impactful return or acquisition uh, for their team down the stretch here? You know, the, uh, you talk to some teams, they're convinced the Padres are going to, you know, give up and trade away Blake Snell and mm-hmm. Josh Hader. Uh, both of those, uh, Snell would be the best starter available, and Hader easily the best reliever. So if a team like, say, the Texas Rangers get a Josh Hader, man, that would make them so powerful. Uh, you know, if the Rays or somebody get a Blake Snell, no matter who, you know, that's, a, that's a huge step, uh, let alone if you got some kind of, you know, uh, two for special. But, 
but yeah, th- those two guys, I think, are the biggest difference makers because we're not going to see another, you know, uh, a Scherzer, Trey Turner type of deal, you know, this year. Bob, let's talk about New York. The Mets and the Yankees both having disappointing seasons. What do you expect from the from the Yankees and the Mets at the trade deadline? I think the Mets will trade off some pieces. I think Tommy Pham and Mark Canna will be the uh, two guys they had to move uh, along as the closer, uh, David Robertson. I think he's on a uh, move as well. I think the Yankees still try to go for this thing. They're not going to be super aggressive. You know, like you said, they're having Aaron Judge come back. Mm-hmm. I think they'll make some moves and show the clubhouse, hey, we believe in you guys. We think you can still do this. Let's go after it. So, you know, but I think the, I think the Mets will sell you know, just a little bit, but, you know, but not, not a Scherzer, not a Verlander. Uh, Bob, if you're, I remember talking to Yankee fans and them saying, we, we're going to get Otani. We're going to trade for Otani. It's fine. <laughs> and it's like, buddy, you got to have something that people want to trade for. Uh, who do you see who could be on their way out of New York if the Yankees – decide they, they do want to be active at the deadline. Well, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, who do you move? Right. I mean, uh, you know, you're not going to move Anthony Volpe. They'd, you know, wait all those years to finally get him. They're not going to move him. If they wanted to, they could trade a, uh, a Bader, you know, Stanton with a contract, you know, is untradeable with the, with the money that's coming his way. So, yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's got some prospects. Everybody's got different view of them. But yeah, well, yeah. When you talk about, like you said, Otani, I mean, what? <laughs> there's nothing going to give it up to get him. Uh, yeah, maybe you said, okay, how about the, the best 20 players in the Yankee farm system, and we'll take Judge too. You know, something like that. I mean, there's nothing that could have made up for what a uh, Otani is worth. Last thing for our USA Today baseball columnist, Bob Nightingale, who's joining us on Canteen Carlin. Bob, I know you're plugged in in St. Louis. The Cardinals obviously going to be active at the deadline. They have a lot of pieces that they could potentially move that would be appealing to teams in contention. You hear about Jack Flaherty, Jordan Montgomery, potentially a Dylan Carlson. Who do you think could be on the move in St. Louis? Yeah, I mean, you saw Flaherty pitch yesterday. You know, he gave a long emotional hug with his mom after the game in the hallway. She was crying. Yeah, it's almost like, you know, he knows he's gone. Uh, there's a lot of people going to be gone. But, yeah, uh, Jordan Montgomery is the, uh, you know, the best of ones out there. Teams that uh, will line up to get Jordan Hicks, the closer, but they're still trying to re-sign him. Uh, they already said they're not going to trade Nolan Arnado. They're not going to trade Ball Goldschmidt. But they'll play, you know, they're not going to trade away just about, just about everybody else, it seems. But those are the two big guys. They'll, they let teams know that Wilson Contreras is on the block. But, you know, no one's going to, you know, pay his contract and, and get him. But Montgomery's the best trade chip out there, and Flaherty's right behind him. You can follow Bob Nightingale on social media at B Nightingale. Bob, great information. Thanks so much for the time. Sure. Thanks, Thanks Michelle. Thanks, Randy. Coming up next here on Canty and Carlin, Randy has your play of the night, plus Joey Votto with an all-time troll job. You're going to hear it next on ESPN Radio. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money, the smell of wealth. Canty and Carlin's best play of the night. The taste of money. Let's make some people some money, Randy Scott. I'm right. Michelle Smallman. It's Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio. And Randy Scott has your play of the night. All right. The last one wasn't good. The last one wasn't good. We went Great. four. No, we went four for five, but it's a parlay. You need everything to come through. Okay. All right. But that snapped a streak. We had a three straight parlay run. Okay. We hit okay. three straight parlays. We're making people money. So we're going to get back on the horse today. 
We're going to go baseball. The only three games to choose from. We're going to double up on the Cards-Cubs game. We're going to go Moneyline St. Louis. They're home. They won five straight at home. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit of a softball game. Miles Michaelis has been knocked around a little bit. Yeah. Okay? Yes, He's yeah. been flirting with the strike zone. The fat part of the strike zone. A little too much. So I'm going to say over nine and a half runs. I think it's going to be like a like a seven to five game. All right? And okay. I think the Cardinals win. Brett Beatty for the Mets. Mets only had four hits yesterday. Only four hits. It's not, it's not good. But... They're playing a guy in the Nationals. I don't know who he is. He might be great. I don't know. <laughs> he could be fantastic. I think the Mets probably win. Probably. But I'm going to say that Brett Beatty just gets on base. Walk or a hit. If he gets half, if he, I'm taking the over on, on .5 total bases. I'm doing that for Brett Beatty. And then Dylan Cease. Wait a second here. Say, yes. Total bases does not count walks, just so you know. It should count walks. Yeah. <laughs> what? what it, it's just the total bases is a, a hit. Basically, no, because they have a hits prop. Yeah, but sometimes the total bases will be over under one and a half, which would be a double would get you two. But a hit, they have a hits prop of over under one. And it a half. probably was the same number. No, it was one and a half for hits. Well, I, yeah, one and a half was. I the think hits, it's. The I number think it on includes walks. You sure? I'm instantly I am pretty positive. Total I don't think bases. it includes hit by. Maybe it includes hit by base. All right. Anyway, I'm still taking it. We're <laughs> riding with sure it. You know, okay. Don't you poke holes in my confidence balloon? Uh, Dylan Cease. I'm going over five and a half strikeouts against the Guardians. That's on the south side of Chicago. He's a strikeout guy. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's right. I think he's going to be right. I don't know that the White Sox are going to win. He's traded away some of their best best players. So yeah, all yeah. of those things happen. Dylan Cease over 5.5Ks. Cardinals money line. Cardinals Cubs over 9.5. And, and Brett Beatty to just reach base. If plus 981, you bet 10, you win 108 point. point I will uh, love if everything hits and yeah. he walks and you think you won. And yep. then you, you log on and you're like, oh, wait, wait, what happened? Hey. That's fair. That's fair, but you're you're poking holes. You're poking holes in my leaking confidence balloon here, but that's that, that's what I think happens. I've never felt more confident Thank about you. about some wagering in my life. Let's go. Get down to get down to a actually just get on your app, little Caesar's <laughs> app. Let's go. Well, let's go to 3 and out. Sometimes it's the worst. Worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is three and out. Randy, we've talked so much about Joe Burrow being carted off the field at practice today with an apparent calf strain. And we haven't talked about another major injury in the NFL. Dolphins star cornerback, six-time Pro Bowl cornerback, Jalen Ramsey. He's going to undergo knee surgery. He's expected to miss the start of the regular season with this injury that he suffered during today's practice. Some positive news, though, about this, Randy Scott. Ramsey's ACL is intact, but... A big loss for the Miami Dolphins. Yep, it's uh, he was part of the reason they were so confident on the on the defensive side of the football. I think as long as Tua Tagovailoa is is healthy, and I still think the Dolphins are in the running for Dalvin Cook. I think that's where he wants to be at the very least. Um, but as long as Tua is healthy, that offense you know gets off the bus with twenty four points on the board. They just need to a defense capable of holding someone under thirty, right? To to make sure that their offense has a chance. Um, this time of year can be so costly. The non-contact injuries, the heat, the humidity, all of it. Um, it's it's hard because when Ramsey's right, he's among the best in the game, and that's a division that still has top-tier receiving talent. Not in New England, but still top-tier receiving talent. <laughs> in in uh, 
uh, you know, in, in Wilson in New York and uh, in Diggs in, in Buffalo. So they need Ramsey in a big way. Well, let's keep it moving in three and out because I want to get to this. Joey Votto had some words for Chris Russo on MLB Network. He heard Chris Russo make comments about his Hall of Fame case, and he wanted to respond. Here's what Joey Votto said. A couple yeah. of months ago, you said that Zach Greinke and I are a hall of very good ballplayers. I think Zach and I would agree. You may be right, but I get the gist of what's going on here. I know what you're doing. You're looking down on us. A couple small market Midwest ball players. Just because we're not big city, just like you. Mr. New York City, Sirius XM radio star. Mr. National Television, ESPN star. With your Fifth Avenue ties and your crisp pocket squares, your tailored suits and your polished shoes and your hair. Your perfectly coiffed Broadway hair. Must be nice to sit atop that Madison Avenue ivory tower looking down on us with those luscious locks. Not everyone can be the next Roger Peckinpah, Mad Dog. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're a disgrace. (laughs) Joey Votto. Oh, man. What a gift. What a gift to sports and to baseball. We got to get him in media. To be able to have a rant like that, put him on the first take desk. That's amazing. Votto, Votto's, Votto gets it. He could be, I could see how he could be annoying as an op, you know, as, as an opposing player, but the stuff with the fans, you know, Reds fans and the sidelines, like, you know, giving baseballs and stealing hot dogs and whatever else, like, he's just, he's (laughs) aged so well as a player. It's so cool to see. I love, too, that at this stage in his career, he is having a resurgence with the Reds, that they have this infusion of young talent, that they're finding success, because I was one of the people that wanted to free Joey Votto. I wanted him at the end of his career to be able to have success, so I'm glad that he got it in Cincinnati. Thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you to Eric. Thank you to Shannon. Thank you, Randy Scott. What a fun show. Thanks, Smalls. On a pre-kend. On a pre-kend. And be sure to keep it right here, because Joe and Amber is next. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.